Come on, jump in my car. I love cars because I love the comparison between a high-performance car and a high-performance human being. So very personal question, are you a high-performing human being? If you are, do you want to stay that way for the rest of your life? And if you're not, do you want to be and stay that way for the rest of your life? And it's interesting because when you see an old car in great shape, I think that's really impressive, very much like humans. It's kind of expected that when you're young, you're in great physical condition, but as you get older, you're going to rust away, waste away, get old, get sick, get frail. But I love seeing old cars that are in great shape. I love also understanding what makes a car go really fast and is that possible that that's what makes a human being go really fast? Could they be very similar? And what are the comparisons? So here's a great question. Do you have a high performance engine and what is the engine in your body? So without a high performance engine, a car can look really pretty on the outside, but it's not going anywhere. Uh, I've met some people like that, how about you? So they they look beautiful on the outside, they're really pretty, but they've got no energy and they've got no enthusiasm for life and they're not doing anything with their life, they just look pretty. No judgment there, by the way, but if you want to be able to go places, do stuff with high performance, is it possible that you need to have an internal driving force, which is your engine? Now, it's been suggested by the exercise physiologist that our engine is our muscle. So the more muscle you have, The bigger the engine, the faster you can go, the more you can do, the heavier you can lift. And trucks are the same, buses are the same, and cars are the same. The bigger the engine, the faster they can go, and the more that they can push, pull, lift, whatever they have to do. So here's an interesting question, particularly if you're a woman, because it seems that men get this. Why, as women, do we let our engine waste away? So up until the age of 20, as a woman, as a human being, we're all given a, and I will go faster than a V8 or even a V12, I'll say we've got jet engines. Our body keeps building and building and building, our muscles keep building and building and building until about peak performance, around 20, 25, depending on your genetics, of course, you'll have the biggest engine you're ever going to have, jet engine. Unfortunately, most people don't maintain that engine. They let it waste away. They let their muscles waste away because they're inactive or because they stop playing their sport or because they get too busy to look after their muscles. So their muscles waste away. So a lot of people, 25 jet engine, 35 V12, 45 V8 if you're lucky, 55 V6, 65 four-cylinder, and by the time you're retired, you're running around on a two-stroke lawnmower engine hoping to burn up as much fuel as you did when you had your jet engine at 25. Isn't that interesting? And that's the best analogy that I love about cars and the human body. The bigger the engine, the more fuel they burn, the more fuel they need. If you want to go places fast, you need a hell of a lot of fuel. And I don't know about you, but I love food. It's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. So I want to keep my jet engine so I have to keep feeding it a large amount of fuel. I don't want a two-stroke engine because two-stroke engines, I watched the lawnmower guy. They, One of our next-door neighbors, he did a whole day. I've only just asked him. He did a whole day mowing his property on one tank of two-stroke engine, whatever that, the stuff that they put in. It's petrol, but... He used very little petrol is what I'm trying to say. A whole day, two-stroke engine. A big car, particularly if it's a Formula One, for example, or some of the really big muscle cars, go a very short distance before they need to have more fuel. That's the human body for me. If, you, if, you put, if you've got a big engine and you put in a big effort and you, and you lift heavy things, now you've got to put in a large amount of fuel. 
So it's an interesting concept because a lot of people have a don't have, must and have, can't have relationship with food. Can't have that, it's bad for me. Can't eat that because it's got too many calories. Can't have that because it's got too much fat. Whatever your can't is. Wouldn't it be nice to live in the can space? I can eat that. I can have that. I can't eat all the things that I want because I've got a body that's going to burn it up. But I'm going to go a little step further because I have such an interest in high performance cars and particularly Formula One cars, the ones that they're constantly changing, studying, analyzing, trying to get the best out of. That's the ultimate in high performance machinery seems to be Formula One racing is uh, the, the engine that burns a lot of fuel. They're constantly tweaking it to make sure that a, they, I think they would like to use less fuel, perhaps so they can go further. Uh, and as a human body, do we want to, to be, are we tweaking our human body so that we can go further? And what's that got to do with, with the amount of food that we eat or the can and can't have of food? What I love about high performance cars is nobody says you can't have fuel. You've got to put the fuel in and you've got to make that thing go. And when it's empty or when it's getting towards empty and sometimes not even so much, you've got to put more fuel into it. So imagine if you lived your life not can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have with food, but you could eat whatever you wanted to because you had a highly tuned engine. And part of that highly tuned engine, particularly in Formula One cars or high performance machinery, is the driving system. The And in Formula One, you can watch everything that's going on in the car via the computer system. So let's just say that the computer system of the car is our endocrine system, our hormonal system. So it's the thing that sparks everything, drives everything. So the combination of the hormonal system and the central nervous system uh, drives everything else. So imagine this. If you're really fit and really strong, you're a high-performance machine, is it possible that your body will tell you when you need fuel? Like a Formula One car, they don't ever run out of fuel because it's on the computer screen, we need fuel. So when the car's hungry, the car says, feed me, I'm bloody hungry, so they put fuel in. When the car needs water, when the car needs oil, when the car needs resting, often in Formula One you'll hear that, retire the car. We have to fix it now, we have to tune it up, we can't drive it anymore, we have to sort it out. Because the computer system has told them that. Is it possible that your human body has an even better system? When you're hungry, your body tells you to eat food, or hungry is the mechanism that says we need food. If you're thirsty, if your body needs fluid, you've got a mechanism that says, hey, Rowie, give me some water. If you're tired, if you need to slow down and have some sleep, your body has a mechanism called you're tired, Rowie, go to bed. Uh, if you're full, this is my really exciting one, if you're full, if the tank in a car is full of petrol, the oil's full, the water's full, the computer system tells you that. You don't have to go, I wonder if I need more fuel or I wonder if the petrol tank's full. I wonder if we need to put water in or I wonder if the, if the water's full. The computer tells the mechanics that. The experts are told, the car tells them. Is it possible that our human body, when it's highly tuned, when we look after it, when it's fit and strong, that it will tell us how much to eat, how much to drink, how much sleep we need, and more importantly for me than anything else, is it will tell us that we are full. Rowie, don't give me any more food. I'm bloody full. Which to me means I never have to restrict my food. I never have to say can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have. I just eat what I feel like eating. I enjoy my food because my own body tells me, Rowie, that's enough. 
don't eat any more, you're full. And I often joke about this because you can put my favorite food in front of me when I'm full. My favorite, favorite food in the whole wide world would be hazelnut uh, Italian gelati or uh, pistachio Italian gelati. If I'm full, I don't eat anymore. I don't need another, I don't eat gelati. I've been out many times to Italian where I love gelati, it's my favorite food. And they come and say, would you like some dessert? And I just say, no, thank you, I'm full. Because I've got a body that tells me that. I've got a high-performance machine that says, drink when you're thirsty, eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, go to sleep when you're tired, move your body, because that's what the human body's designed to do. I never have to fight with my body about should I or shouldn't I exercise. I don't have to be disciplined to exercise. And that's why I love the car analogy. Cars need to drive. The biggest challenge with a high-performance car is if you leave it still. In some of the countries in the world where people are embarrassed to drive high-performance cars, uh, the number one thing that mechanics do from those high-performance car dealers is go and charge up the battery because the car hasn't been driven. A car that doesn't get driven gets wasted away or it, it wastes away, it rots away, it gets old really quickly, it rusts away. So does the human body. It was designed to move. It was never designed to sit still and it was certainly never designed to sit. Isn't that interesting? So that's why I love cars, and, I, and I've had an obsession with cars. My first car was a Datsun 120Y. I've had an enormous number of very ugly, old, horrible cars, but I still drove them like they were a Lamborghini because I wanted to look after the car that I had uh, with a headspace that, and here's another interesting question. Uh, people say to me, Rory, what's with you and your bloody cars? You've always got to have such a nice car. It's never been about the car for me. It's about who I have to become to be able to have that car. How disciplined do I have to be? How committed do I have to be? How focused do I have to be? How successful do I have to be? What do I have to do differently so I don't have to drive a crappy, unreliable car? Because I've had plenty of those. I want to drive a high-performance, safe car that's gonna get me from A to B in the most wow way possible. Another really interesting take note, I have been, before the gorgeous came in, I was married. I met a gorgeous man at the age of 15. Uh, we were together for 10 years and we were divorced by 26, which is really interesting because we, we had this super duper relationship. I share that with you. He was a motocross racer uh, and we traveled the world. Uh, I had a career path as an exercise professional, but I just applied that to wherever I went in the world because he was uh, racing the Grand Prix circuit for motocross, two wheel bikes. And interestingly, uh, one of the reasons why we got divorced was he gave up on his sport. He stopped doing it. And I'm absolutely a driven person who loves watching people do what they're passionate about. And for some reason, he gave up on his passion. Well, luckily, he went back to it. After we got divorced, he went back to his passion. And the whole time that we were together, we he was fit, strong, healthy guy. He was an excellent racer. He was really good at, at racing the bike. But the challenge was the engine. Because he didn't have the sponsorship money, because he didn't have the, the, the best high-performance engine, doesn't matter how good you are as a driver, if you don't have that engine, it, you just don't win races. And this is a really important analogy for me. How do you win in life if you haven't got a fit, strong, big, powerful engine? If you don't wake up every day with the energy to go and do what you want to do, it doesn't matter how talented you are, how smart you are, how many ideas you've got creatively. If you haven't got a body that can take you where you want to go, you can't go there. Would that be fair? So if you really want to have a high-performance life, if you want to live your life to the max, could it be a really good idea to have a fit, strong, healthy body, to have a high-performance 
engine. And your engine is your muscle. So what are you doing to grow your muscle, maintain your muscle, and keep it for the rest of your life? And that's my challenge that I always have for women. Why the hell do women say, I don't want to do strength training or I don't want to have big muscles? For some reason, if whoever you believe in, whoever created the human body decided that men should have more testosterone and human growth hormone, which means that they can grow bigger muscles, which means they can get a bigger engine. Women, we can't get a bigger engine. What we're given is what we're given. doesn't matter how much training you do, you won't get a bigger engine. What you can do is maintain the engine you were given. So whatever size you were given up to the age of 25, and some people are only genetically given a two-stroke, but don't let that two-stroke engine rot or rust away. Some women, privileged women, and I'm one of them, and I'm so grateful to my genetics and DNA, I was given genetically a larger amount of muscle. But if I let that muscle waste away, it will. doesn't matter how much my genetics has given me. If I don't maintain it, if I don't keep it strong, it will waste away like every other body, every other engine. So I can't get bigger muscles. I was just given more muscle than most. But I want to maintain those for the rest of my life, which is why I do strength training, to maintain my engine, to maintain my metabolism, to maintain my posture, to maintain everything that I do in my life is controlled by muscle. Everything we do is controlled by the engine. Yes, you have to have a great central nervous system and a great endocrine system to fire up the engine. But what's the point of firing up a car that's got no engine? doesn't matter. You can have great spark plugs, but if there's no engine, the car's not going anywhere. You can have great tires. You can have nice arms. But if you haven't got an engine, those tires will go flat pretty quickly. Uh, you can have a, a beautiful car, and I'll, I'll share that again. You can have a beautiful car that looks nice on the outside, but it's not going anywhere unless it's got an engine. And for the physical body, your engine is your muscle. So are you maintaining your muscle? And I know that we've made it really complicated, but ultimately, to maintain muscle and to get it stronger, and if you're a bloke, if you want bigger, muscle, bigger muscles, I'll say that again, uh, you've got to overload them. It doesn't matter how much you can lift. If you can keep lifting that same weight, your body's got no reason to get stronger. The only reason the body changes is if we push it to change, which means we've got to lift heavier. So if you want to get stronger, lift heavier. If you want to get fitter, get puffed. And you turn your body into a high-performance machine and make it stay that way for the rest of the of your life so that you can live your life as a Formula One racer, not putting to the retirement village or putting around the backyard in a lawnmower that's rusting away or putting around your house because you can't go out because you haven't got the energy to go and do, it, do amazing stuff. How about live your life to the max, the super max. Live your life as a Formula One supercar. Woohoo! Super duper do. How are you? Have a supercar. A super body that's healthy, fit and strong. Woohoo!